0: All right, folks, welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. I, of course, am your host today, Justin Horniker. Ian and Steven are out doing some location spotting for the next Downtown West hotspot. So, of course, we wish them the best of luck. But for now, it's me. I have a special guest with me today, Wes Burdine, co-founder of the Minnesota Aurora. Of course, the 551 podcast. And with just all of the knowledge of Minnesota soccer that you could ever want for a day like this, talk to you about what to expect with Minnesota coming to town and a little bit of a a SEL Jackson talk as well, which I had, you know, I had to sneak in there. So hope you all enjoy this conversation that I had with West and we'll talk real, real soon. All right, everyone, welcome back to the STL podcast for another addendum issue. Another addendum episode. Easy for me to say. I'm talking with Wes Burdine of MNUFc Fame, covering Minnesota up there. Wes, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm looking forward to uh, to like big test this weekend with on um, un- two undefeated teams going up against each other. Two uh, two teams that not many people thought yeah happy of. So. I think
0: that's that's a good place to start, because obviously with the question mark around right so heading into the season, a lot of people, including us, honestly, including me. Week, <laughs> <laughs> run off Minnesota since he was such a like crucial part of their midfield and crucial part of their attack last year, but they have silenced those doubters for sure, not losing a game so far, and probably should have won last week, uh, given some yeah. time-wasting shenanigans, but like how is the vibe up there in Minnesota regarding like how this team has performed so far?
1: Yeah, you're totally right. I think everyone, even Minnesota fans had a lot of mm-hmm. tempered expectations for the season. Um, Reynoso is, is probably one of the, one of the top three players who's like most important to his team's success in terms yeah. of how many touches he gets on the ball, his assists, his goals. Um And so coming into the season, the question was, okay, well, can they adjust? Um, And I don't. I think there's a lot of like relief and positivity um, on the one hand. The 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 one side is you see it a lot more cohesive team people working together. Um, On the other hand, I don't think we've really been tested. Um, I think Dallas. Our first first week we played Dallas and they were not ready to go. They were really actively bad. Um, Then we played Red Bulls and um, again a team that wasn't quite going and we drew them we played um vancouver this last week and um they they couldn't score i mean eventually they did but they they probably missed i, I think their xg was was uh, at least 0.5 more than ours and um and i'm forgetting who the hell else we played yeah, but, uh, 2. oh, 2. Our, oh four to 0.67 you know, last week so i don't <laughs> i think that st louis is a great point where we can say like okay what is this team going to do can they create um they'll probably try to smash and grab like they've done but it, it's going to be a long season
0: but it sure is nice to to not lose games so <laughs> yeah <laughs> gets everyone feeling good yeah and similar to st louis too because like if you look at who st louis has played like austin is maybe the one team that is like decent and we got them first week where mm-hmm. similar situation where they definitely weren't ready and they are playing kip keller as a starting center back because they yeah. had an yeah. injury issue that game so yeah, if you look at who St. Louis has played so far, they're five and zero. But like, have they really faced the team that was supposed to be testing them this year? And I think Minnesota like gives you that test as well. So it's a test for both teams for sure.
1: Yeah, the question. Um, I know it's your podcast. I'm curious, no, have, <laughs> as a fan who of St. Louis, like, um, if Minnesota come in there and try to bunker and smash and grab, is that conducive is st louis ready for that or is st louis going to be um struggling to really create and kind of get get past a a defense that our defense has been really good so far and yeah so
0: yeah that's an interesting question because like i don't think they've really faced that yet like even against rsl like rsl we're bringing it to them for a lot of that game uh, especially in the first half and then the second half they came out and were very aggressive but like they play with a very hard very like waves of ways of of defenders coming at Mm -hmm. you so like even in a team that's bunkering they haven't had to you know take on a lot of possession I guess is what I'm trying to say so like it will be interesting to see what they can do uh Carnell has made some great adjustments like at halftime of every game so far so like in my mind from what I've seen so far nothing tells me that they wouldn't be able to adjust and attack that from a different area and especially with kind of what Klaus and Ludwin had been able to do in terms of like line breaking passes and mm-hmm. Klaus, especially just kind of making his own space. I think it's, they're kind of difficult to judge and they're like unorthodoxy in a way. Um, but yeah, it'd be a real test cause they haven't had to face a team that like, hasn't had interest in having the ball either. Cause they're usually a like St. Louis as well. wants you to have the ball so that they can press you and force yeah. you into mistakes.
1: Leuven's a player. Um, I'm jealous of. I've I've watched a lot of Bundesliga and mm. came here with um, Hertha Berlin, I think. And um, he's. I didn't realize that he had transferred there until uh, he scored that first goal for you guys. And I was like,
0: God damn it! Why didn't we get this guy? Really good. <laughs> yeah, and they also got him like at a pretty good transfer fee uh, too and yeah, like don't tell me that no yeah. really <laughs> that. <laughs> it's another reason of like I think people not realizing how good of a player he is for part yeah. of the reason why they've like especially in those preseason predictions and like I think he surprised us too like I was not expecting him to be as ball dominant as he is yeah hmm. so from like a Minnesota standpoint obviously Reynoso so not there he was their main driver last season what's kind of been In their midfield like the main reason for the success so far this year
1: yeah um i I think you've got a a couple things um we didn't know where goals would come from because you Mm. you don't know who's going to be creating it and um and our goal scorers luisa maria was our our best goal scorer in the past and he's just he he came out famously a couple years ago and said like i'm going to score 25 goals here (laughs) And like, I haven't done the recent math of what he owes us on interest, but um, the juice is running and he has not yeah. hit 25 in those few years. Um, but we have Mender Garcia, who's kind of a younger uh, younger player who has now scored two goals. Um, that, that's nice. Um, the, the goals seem to be coming from kind of these kind of uh, either pressuring, turning the ball over, or these crosses that come from, like this last week, um, Zarek Valentin, who's you know an MLS Um, journeyman, veteran, uh, and also a great dude. Um, So I think that that is going to be a big part of how we play. Um, Normally we would have said Robin Lud would be our our finish um, kind of inside forward. Who's now moved to the midfield, um, that he would be our creative player, but he hasn't yet done it. Um, So I'm not actually sure how we're succeeding yet. It's a little (laughs) bit, there, there isn't like a cohesive, um, Thing we can see because right we've had one bye week and then we had one week in the snow with the New mm. York That it was Which just was like
0: a wild game yeah it,
1: yeah <laughs> it was wild but it was just it was, it was a terrible game so you don't learn anything about yeah right just throw all your notes and out the window it's, this yeah. vancouver game we were missing seven players so by the end we brought on we had four mls debutants in that game and um one of them is you know a couple of them are just like straight out of um like the, the lower amateur divisions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's great to see that, but it, it's not something that I can tell you, here's what the 2023 Minnesota United tactics are, because it, especially in this last game, when they knew we got no one here creative, it was put, put move the ball around a little bit, send it over to Valentin. He will pop it into the corner and then have someone chase it, um, which I don't, I don't think that it'll look that um, kind of brutish uh, in St. Louis, but but that's a little bit of how they've played and maybe maybe it's time they just embrace that if they're mm. not have uh the silky smooth passes of of uh Reynoso.
0: Yeah, and there are areas in St. Louis's defense where they they concede a lot of space like in the corners and Without Minnesota plays, like I feel like that is potentially an area that they can exploit. I'll tell Adrian game. Heath to listen. Yeah, to and, and I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, Adrian <laughs> Heath probably relishes this opportunity, and especially with this team that like no one really had expectations for. I'm sure he's very happy with this. Yeah,
1: player. yeah. Well, he'll he'll be talking about
0: how uh he, he's such a big underdog against this big <laughs> St. Louis team. So there's a little bit of that with both teams because that's kind of the like for good reason. That's the rhetoric with a lot of St. Louis players that they've been. Like talking about uh, Klaus has been really hammering on that. They haven't been given respect in the preseason. So I think it's been driving them pretty yeah, hard.
1: Laminate, laminate <laughs> those preseason predictions. Uh-huh, get them exactly. out
0: there. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you too, Wes, about. So Aziel Jackson, mm-hmm. Lewis picked him up in the offseason and he looked very good for the two team this past weekend and has gotten some shots in late minutes with the main team. But like, I think a lot of us were very surprised that Minnesota Gave up on him already. Yeah, we were it, too. Okay, that's it's what I was wondering. Like, what's the read on that? We've situation?
1: had we've had um, almost no, uh, I wouldn't say success because we haven't really tried. We, we've not really been able to bring players through any sort of system. Mm-hmm. We revamped. We did an academy and then gave up on it and did this new version of an academy that that doesn't really resemble what a lot of other people's academies are. Um, We've brought in players for our MNUFC2 team and they've, you know, this last week we saw a few of them come through and and actually play for the first team. But often, you know, someone like Azeel Jackson, he was not eligible to be loaned up to the first team except for something like friendlies. And I, I, it's beyond, I don't understand how MLS contract, that stuff works, but um so we never really saw him get a chance in a, a competitive game, um, and and it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I know we got some resources from you guys, like a a, a box of like yeah <laughs> nuts or something like that, and and like some uh, scoop, a little bit of on, tam sprinkle yeah, in, yeah some, some tokens <laughs> to the arcade. But um, but it's kind of a bummer. We we don't often have young players who we can really get behind and see kind of flourish um which at a, at a club that's you know our size which is m- small to medium or, or regular medium um you kind of want that right if we don't have mega superstars if we don't have a carlos vela then you want these younger players the, the closest we have right now is um a player n- named um bongol kule Hengwane, or just bongi he plays on the right wing and he um i, I refer to him as the kool-aid man because he <laughs> he just terrifies people and runs at them and then the ball hits the the defender and then somehow it still ends up at his feet and then he's in on goal. Um beautiful. Yeah. So you can look forward to that. Um and then just yell hey Kool-Aid every time he does it. But yeah, Smash back to Adil hit. Jackson. I, I was surprised that he didn't get a chance here. Um and I hope that I hope that he does get a chance at St. Louis because he's someone who I still don't know much about in terms of how he how if he hmm. can rise to the level, but he's he sure is exciting.
0: Yeah, he's an interesting player, too, in that, like, he seems like your prototypical like, attacking midfielder and how he plays, how he moves, but he can play a couple different positions, and I think for St. Louis, it's interesting, because they don't really have, in their formation, they don't really play with, like, your typical attacking midfielder that sits yeah. behind the striker. Like, usually that's Joe Keeney who is, like, more of a shadow striker than an attacking yeah. mid, and... Uh Ludwin is the one driving play from like further back in the midfield. So like you watch that and you wonder, like, okay, where does this guy, if he were to get a chance, fit into the system? But he's a player that they like have a lot of hope for, I think. And they've given him a big role with the two team again this year, like he was in Minnesota last year.
1: He plays a tough position for a domestic player where like most teams don't want to give their creativity to um to a domestic player, especially mm-hmm. a young player. Um, and so it may be a lot of times, those guys—they're really good, but they're not right, like Reynoso good, right? Yeah. So, so maybe they—maybe their level is really dominating the USL Championship, and that's awesome, good for them. But it's going to be a tough. Like he really needs to be better than be, better than stars, or figure out how to play on the wing or 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 yeah. as a or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like I struggle with that too, especially with like the roster restrictions that MLS teams have like they need a little more flexibility with bringing those two players up and being able to fit them in, especially as we get, you know, outside of Leagues Cup and into the later periods of the summer, which is an interesting point because I am interested to see how St. Louis does as the summer rolls on and as the press, you know, slows down, like all presses do in the summer.
1: Or once people, yeah. Once people figure it out. Right. I mean, it's nice to rack up some wins in the beginning for you guys, because, you know, at some point, you are going to lose a game. Um, mm. And, and then it's like banking on that. And then, and then figuring out what the next plan is, right. Once people figure out what your plan A is and um, for Minnesota, we've never quite done that. We've got plan a, and then like every once in a while, we'll just like Heath will get mad and he'll play mm. uh, a, a five man back line and then we'll get a result and then it'll go back to plan a, you know, that that's, we, we've never had much variety uh, mm. in our lives up here with under uh, Adrian Heath, but. You know, I feel if, like Adrian he Heath is very point.
0: principled in his approach. Uh <laughs> yeah,
1: principled is a is a word that you can
0: use. Yep. <laughs> Formation wise, like what should St. Louis fans expect to see from Minnesota? So they rolled with the four four two last game. Is yeah. that something that they should expect again to see?
1: I think the new I think the, the way that they're going to do most of this season, assuming I, I think just about everyone will be back. Um it'll be a four three three um with three central midfielders. You maybe have Robin Ludd in the center pushing up a little bit. So sometimes looking like a 10, um, but you really have something like um, Kervin Arriaga, um and Hassani Dotson who are very sometimes defensive, but you know, the eights and, and then you've got Robin Ludd there. And then you've got the, the three attacking players are probably like a Mender Garcia, you know, a, a pretty regular striker, on the left, you've got an inside forward, Franco Fragapane. And on the right, you've got Bongi. Um, and Franco gets a little bit on the ball. He's a very creative player, underrated player. Um, also, like, allegedly a racist and a homophobe. So I'm, he's not, I'm not a fan of him. But um, And then on the right, with Bongi, he's a little bit more direct. Um, he's a, a, just a blast to watch. Um, and And so it'll look a little bit like... Absorb some pressure, especially in the midfield, and then try to go out wide and get some crosses in from Zarek Valentin. Um, that, and then we do have this um, this young um, South Korean player who might be making a, I imagine we'll make a debut as a substitute, but um, Sang Binjong uh, is our new. I think he's going to be a winger, um, but we're not really sure what to expect from him. So he might be a wild card that can be thrown in, even started perhaps.
0: Does he help with just the outlook of the season, like his arrival?
1: I can't tell, right? He, <laughs> sometimes these young players, like he hasn't played much since moving away from um, mm-hmm. from, from South Korea. Um, and so, you know, I've looked him up on Y Scout and read the reports and the reports are really thin because he's been injured the last um, couple of years. Okay. So
0: I have no idea what to expect with him. So it's kind of taking a flyer on a guy hoping that the upside is there. And
1: yeah, he was, you know, he's widely touted as a, as a young up and coming, the, the Korean Mbappe, um, I think they've referred to him. I'm that's, not that's sure. always a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's going to quite be that good, but um, you, you never know. I don't, I, I think personally I have like a low hopes for him, not low hopes, low, like, I hope he surprises me, but I don't
0: have high expectations. I mm-hmm. guess is what I say because uh, we just don't know much about him. Yeah, I, mean, I think sometimes that, like, is a detriment to those kind of players too. If you have like too much of a high expectation, and then they internalize that a bit. And- I had a lot yeah. of hopes
1: for a young, uh, um, Uruguayan player named Thomas Chacon, who um, who barely got played out. He we spent like two and a half million on him, one of those U twenty two players, and mm-hmm. then barely got played, and then disappeared and. Uh, so I I've been I've been hurt in the past and, and I'm trying to guard my old all Old wins old wounds yeah. coming back. Yeah.
0: Was Adrian Heath's like, does he give youth players a chance or is it no, hard for him?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> um no Adrian has like his um his roster of players who he really likes and he really trusts. He does not like to rotate that much. Mm. He does not really bring through that many young players. Um, you get a little bit, uh, every once in a while, you've got someone like DJ Taylor is a guy who um, plays on and off for us on, as a fullback, and he's come through, and I think he's pretty, you know, relatively impressive. Um, Hassani Dotson is the other example of someone who brought through, but Hassani you know, was injured all of last year, and he's never really, um, he's not a player who's ever really found uh, a long stint in the team because of injuries and, and whatnot so um those are really the only two examples i can think of um i guess bongy is, is another mm-hmm. chance but Bongi's a bit different in terms of he came to us uh and he's not someone we brought through a system the bongy's about 20 i don't know maybe 22 he might be like 25 and i have
0: no idea but i know i think he's he's young 20 to 22 he's like a Will Trapp kind of for me is like perennially a 25 year old that is actually old now. <laughs> I feel like Will Trapp is someone who was like born the age 35. I feel maybe the exact opposite is that. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. Like I was originally expecting him to be like in his thirties, then he wasn't. And now like my brain mentality wise, like, Oh, yeah, young yeah, player. Yeah, Will Trapp, yeah. He's been around think. forever. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Long <laughs> he is 22. I was right about that. So. Okay. Good. Good to know. <laughs> well, Wes, I definitely appreciate you coming on and, talking a little Minnesota with us. When I was telling Ian, one of my co that you're coming on, he has family in Minnesota. He was like, oh, co-founder of Minnesota Aurora. Sweet. I was yeah, like, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, that's, that's super cool. No, it, it's great. I know there's a bunch of... uh Minnesota fans who will be making the trip down there. Um, I'm kind of jealous. I've got my kids' spring break is this w- mm. next week, but uh, I chose the Chicago away trip the next weekend because um, slightly shorter of a drive. With- Easier drive, uh, for sure. But um, I, I'm very much looking forward to, you know, for for teams like Minnesota, our closest rivals, quote unquote rivals, are hours mm. away with. Chicago and Sporting, um, and so having another team under ten hours
0: is is a, a real delight for us. Yeah what what do you guys view as your rival? Because I know like MLS, Hanken Rivalry Week has always tried to push the sporting rivalry. But. Yeah, we don't.
1: We have none. <laughs> we we. I mean, I, I, here's so the the joke answer is that we, we get along with everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and that that is is because a lot of our fans, my, myself included pre-existed the MLS era. And mm-hmm. so we would go down to like, I, I saw Sporting Kent city win two or three trophies while I was in the cauldron, because I wanted to go see the open cup final or, or the MLS cup final. And, um, and it was a blast and we made a lot of friends. So the cauldron, we have a, a good camaraderie with the cauldron, same thing with section eight in Chicago. We, we would go down all the time and, and see games. So it's kind of hard to be like, yeah you guys, right. When, when it's like, no, actually like, Hey, let's go hang out. Um, probably the only rivalries I feel are Atlanta, um, because we came in at the same time and because Mm. they act like they invented the world and like, can nothing ever bad could happen to their beautiful club. Um, and, and things like Portland, uh, I, you know, I, I do have a lot of Portland friends, but Portland was a club who in the old days, you know, we, we would sing like, dirty stinking hippies right Like, yeah. I mean we had good rivalries with them now most people don't remember or give a give two dams about that oh, so I think it, I think it matters that, like we need this
0: for like 40 of us but yeah. uh, we need to do a better job just like propagating those pre-MLS days for sure like yeah there's history there that we just don't yeah. acknowledge.
1: Sometimes. Montreal as well <laughs> it's less with the fans and more with the the players we had we had some epic Meltdowns between, uh, you know, fights and red cards between players, so things like that. I, I yeah. don't, I don't think we have much of a rivalry, and, and in, in particular with the fans, um, because it's such a a big deal when people come to visit here. Maybe places like L.A. have lots of L.A. Uh, away fans all the time. Mm-hmm. Here, it's such a big deal. Um, you know, I obviously I own a bar across the street, and and it's very cool when, uh, you know, like eight Colorado fans come in or, or at times, you know, LAFC once brought 80 people and took over the bar because it was (laughs) Sunday night and all the, all the Minnesota fans went home and then they just stayed until one singing karaoke. Um, So it's a blast. Like I, I just love soccer fans so much that um, unless you're a real asshole and (laughs) there are some, they're definitely out there. Orlando. (laughs) um, I don't think Atlanta fans are actually that as bad as I maybe pretend, but places like Orlando where it's like, have you met a nice fan from there? I don't know. Met, I'm sure they exist one or two, but um, yeah, I, I just, we, we, we love people and love hanging out and love soccer. So we, we want to be ha- friends with everyone.
0: Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's our view of Minnesota also. It's like, yeah, they, what's to not like. friendly. Yeah. we're just like <laughs> friendly
1: People like, Hey, let's, let's have a drink and then we'll be like, we hate your team. We mm-hmm. want them to die. Um, but like, you know, we're friendly outside of the 90 minutes
0: which is good. That's how it should be. <laughs> Wes, thank you so much. Uh, if people want to listen to some more Minnesota talk, where can they find you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm in semi-retirement. So I am recording okay. a podcast of, of, of on 551 is the name mm. of the podcast, but um, we gave up doing like the weekly recaps because by by August, we'd be like, we, we've literally said everything we can say about this team where there's nothing more to mm. analyze. Like just... Make some more subs, Adrian. That's that's all. So uh, we are in kind of the let's record once once a month. Uh, when we when just the beard hits, yeah, we, that's it. Like, all right. We played four games. Want to jump on zoom tonight and drink some beers and,
0: and talk about the yeah, game. That's what, that's the stage that we were at like six months ago before the steam started playing. We're like, there's not, there's literally nothing else that we can yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah. Yeah. To any of your fans, if they want to make the trip up, um, my, my bar is called the black heart of St. Paul. Um, and it is, uh, you know, we do big pregames and, uh, post games we do drag shows and karaoke and um it is a it is a, a wild time to get time yeah. very fun to to, <laughs> to hang out with uh opposition fans and just just like relax with them and, and talk about the world of soccer and why are why we hate each other's managers and things like that <laughs> or our own managers
0: <laughs> all the good stuff all the good stuff that soccer fans talk about well Wes, i definitely appreciate it and as always thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you later thanks